by round, drink till you drown are the words the singer screams. And I drink a toast to the ghost of all the things I have seen. Cause we are all trying so hard to be all the things that we're not. Like pretty and smart and clever and hard when we're all just weak and lost. And I am at it again, trying to drink myself back to sin. I am at it again, trying to let the demons in. I am at it again, trying to drink myself back to sin. And I am at it again, trying to. doing out there in podcast land the land of pods uh a dystopian future where the environmentalists have won and everyone has to live in very small uh buildings podcast land i don't i don't know man i don't i don't know i don't do this enough to be that good at it anymore <laughs> Uh, God, I don't know if that should make me laugh as much as it does, but it does. Uh, my name is Nathaniel South, and we are at it again! Woo! Man. Oh, I got a fun one for you today. Much like the, uh, current state of society in America, a fun one. Uh, I always like to start with a quick overview of where we're at. It's fucking bad. That's where we're at. It's not good. Uh, the, um, right wing of, uh, America continues to go farther and farther right. Um, trans people continue to be at the center of so many, uh, attacks so many laws, so much uh, uh, political violence, um, and it's going to lead to physical violence. Uh, and we have to, uh, we have to all be ready for that. We have to be ready for the moment where it stops being something that's just kind of talked about and laws are made about, because these laws are designed to dehumanize that population and put a target directly on them. That is what they are designed to do. You will never get those motherfuckers to say it out loud. You're never going to get a gotcha moment where a, a Republican politician admits that. But that is what they are uh, about. That is what they're going to do. And, and that is just how it works. Like when you dig into history, when you look at... Um, uh, Turkey in the way it treated the Armenians. When you look in uh, Rhodesia, when uh, or not Rhodesia, Rwanda. When you look in, in at uh, pre-Holocaust Germany. When you look at these places, 
when you look at how look at anything from the the time of American expansion into the West and the way that the native population was talked about, the way that they were dehumanized, the way the laws were uh, designed to make sure that everyone who wasn't a Native American knew that Native Americans were quote unquote other or subhuman. Like this caused real world violence from uh, legal rhetoric or or political rhetoric. Uh, that is what it does. And so we are continuing to go down this path of uh, incremental by design, walking us to from a slow genocide, which is what we're in now. We're in a slow uh, uh, trans genocide at the moment to a hot genocide one where there's kind of open violence uh and i will continue to tell you listener uh that you have to look inside yourself and decide now what are you willing to do what morally do you need to be willing to do laws are not moral laws are just things that are created by people. Morality is something that goes way beyond legal structure, quote unquote. Morality is something that exists inside of us all. And it's something that uh, we learn to recognize, but something that we learn to recognize because it's something that's that we just know. It's one of those mysteries of being a sentient human. And what does morality tell you needs to be done in a time like this? These these are important. These are important questions. So not much has changed there. Um <clears throat> the Atlanta forest defenders continue to fight cop city. Uh, Tortuguita's autopsy came out showing what we all knew would be shown, which is no evidence that they had a gun and fired it, but that they were sitting on the ground cross-legged with their hands up and then were shot. I think it was like 47 or 57 times. unarmed living in a forest to try and keep it from becoming another industrialized wasteland and a training ground for cops to learn how to better terrorize the population We are in such an important moment in history. And the things that we do and say will echo possibly through to the end of humanity. So yeah. Things are um the the well is still trying to raise money for a new roof 
uh, I segue into that because in these moments, we need places like the well more than ever, places where community can come together, where queer folk uh, can come and feel safe, where people of color can come and feel safe, when where the community can come and meet each other and grow those bonds and those ties and develop that that mutual aid web that we need to survive what is going to come so give if you can loon the band is continuing to work on uh the record we're reelsy reels this time um we're chewing on it we're getting every day every week is a, a little step closer <clears throat> and I'm really excited about it. I, I think it's going to be the best thing we've put out. And um, I'm just very grateful for uh, Patrick and Brett and uh, and the greater uh, music community that, that around here that encourages us and, and the people that take the time to listen. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, we are going to be playing at uh, um, uh, Audio Feed. Um, uh, I don't think they've officially announced days and times yet, so I'm not going to talk about that. But it starts on uh, July 2nd and goes through July 4th. And it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be good, good time. So if you can get over to Champaign, Illinois, or Banner, Illinois, I don't know. I should know off the top of my head, but I don't. Uh, you should. You should come out and, and enjoy good times, good music, and good people. Because that that is another thing that we have to remember. We have to remember all of the... And it, it, not just remember, but participate in the things that fucking are great about existing. In times like this, when things are as scary and shitty as they are, you have to remind yourself why we continue to fight. And music and fellowship with, with other people is one of those such important things art is such an important thing laughter is such an important thing uh i will continue to say though it makes the the uh midwestern me awkward uh you know the conservative midwestern i grew up as a uh, touch like like hugging each other holding a hand uh being close to somebody you care about uh even the more the more sexy stuff all of these things are so important to remind yourself that it, they exist and they happen and they make life so fucking cool queer people existing makes life so fucking cool uh black and brown folks existing makes life so fucking cool one of the many reasons why uh white supremacy and uh, homophobia can go fuck themselves is it they it, if they get their way it becomes a colder darker less beautiful world and fuck that shit <laughs> fuck all the way off i don't want that world i want i want my beautiful queer uh, rainbow colored world that's what i want so now we will uh 
move on to what I want to do today. We're going to do a couple of things. I'm going to tell a story from my youth, my early, uh, I guess I wasn't even 20 in this. I guess I would have been 19, 19, maybe I'd just turned 20. And then I'm going to play um, a, a little mixtape of some 90s songs that I li- the, that were from albums that I listened to a lot. Um, I'm still in the process of fixing my hard drive, so I don't have the breadth of audio files that I normally could pull from. Which is probably better because I already have, like, it's already a big, a big mixtape because... Uh, 90s is where I came from. All that music is really important to me. And uh, I think uh, I think there was a lot of just really uh, great and important music that came from that time. So, I'm going to tell you the story of the very last time that I ever went to church. Uh, by went to church, I mean went to church, not went to a church building because there was like a funeral or a wedding or something that I was invited to. But like, I believe in, uh, the Christian God and I am going to uh, a Christian church, a Protestant Christian church an evangelical Protestant Christian church, because I believe in that evangelical Protestant Christian God. But to tell that story, I have to tell you uh, a different story, which is um, I I went to uh, high school uh, for five years. I uh, got into some pretty significant trouble in my senior year. Um, uh, stuff that I look back on now was definitely an outgrowth of the sexual and physical abuse that I'd, I'd been in. And did some inappropriate things that I will have to live with forever. And basically was suspended for almost a full semester. Or like a half a semester. And I fucking failed pretty much every class that I had. And um, had to end up kind of taking up a fifth year although i i could have done several things to do it quicker but i i i I don't remember why I, i chose to do it that way other than i know part of it part of the reasoning was it made certain adults angry and um fuck them i was already transitioning from like my my physical and sexual abuse had stopped because this is around the time that I was bigger than my dad and um so the angry Nathaniel was starting to take the wheel and I mean angry um so initially I there was a big fuck you you want me out well then I want to stay here because fuck you um Anyways, so what that means is that most of the people, all the people that I grew up with the closest, um, went to college and left. And, um, 
I had like a weird thing where I, I was visiting friends at colleges, not to visit the college per se, but just literally to visit friends and to get out of my house and stuff. And my best friend at the time came back at one point and he had uh, started a communication with somebody who was slightly older than us that had been at Moody Bible School in Chicago for a couple of years. And my friend was going to um, Cedarville in Ohio. Um, if you know stuff about conservative Christian colleges, all of these names are not gibberish to you. But if you don't, I'm, you know, I could be just making shit up as far as you know. Cookie, stop. Um, so he came, comes back after uh, connecting with this other person, and they start talking to a, uh, uh, my, my close little circle of friends about how we have been taught the gospel incorrectly our whole lives and proceeded to dig into a very aggressive form of Calvinism. Uh, I may have mentioned Calvinism on here before. Uh, uh, I'm going to get some things wrong. There's plenty of y'all um, that, that still uh, very much study these things. You're going to have a sharper take on it. I have actively jettisoned knowledge out of my head because I didn't want it in there anymore. But here's Protestant or Calvinism versus Lutherism very quickly, um, very uh, unholistically and very kind of dirty. Uh, Protestantism breaks off from Catholicism when Martin Luther nails his little thing to uh, the door of his um, monastery basically saying that um, Catholics have it wrong. You shouldn't have to go to a, or you shouldn't go to a priest to talk to God. We all have a personal relationship with God. You don't need a, a priest, a Cardinal, a Pope uh, to be a mouthpiece to the divine. You can personally yourself talk to the divine. Then you get a little bit further. And then you have Calvin says that Luther is too liberal when it comes to things like, um, who can get into heaven and how they can get into heaven and when they can get into heaven and what salvation is and what God's deity looks like. Uh, let's just say Luther was very much in the mindset of anyone can get into heaven. Calvin and then definitely the people that follow after Calvin in his wake um, very much believe that there is a predetermined number of people that get into heaven. God already knows who they are, that there is both free will, but there is also predestination. Um, that there is TULIP, which is a little acronym for the tenets of Calvinism, which is total depravity. That means every human is uh, completely void of goodness when they are born. Uh, undiminished deity that means that uh, Jesus in human form in flesh was still deity was still God believe it or not there's a lot of debate about that amongst your different sects and theologians but they Calvinism teaches that uh, Christ was always Christ never human not really um, limited atonement 
that means that Jesus didn't die on the cross for everyone. He died on the cross for the people that would accept salvation. Um, irresistible grace. That means that if you uh, actually are touched by the grace of God and actually understand God's salvation, uh, you cannot say no to it. It is actually impossible to deny the gift of Christ's love if you understand what that is. Uh, uh, and then um, perseverance of the saints. Uh, this the P in Tulip was added after Calvin died um, by his uh, alkalites. And um, uh, the perseverance of the saints means that you will, if you are actually a saint, continue to get better and closer to God and to perfection as you grow old and die, even before you rise into the heavens, because that's how salvation works. That once you're touched by God's grace, you will continue to get uh, good. You won't be bad. So uh, let me then take all of that, those words and, t and, and let you understand that like if you have a human brain and human heart and human ideas and you hear all these things that say that you can only be saved, you're only truly saved if you do good shit and you keep getting better. Um, it will fuck with your brain. Uh, it is a very conservative very intense view of Christianity. We are all 17 and 18 and 19 year olds and your brain is fucked. Some of us were certainly suffering from PTSD even at that point, which means your brain's fucked a little harder. And then you have this thing that tells you all the adults in your life are are not the <clears throat> wise Christian people they say they were. And things got out of hand quickly. It was basically, in my opinion, a mini cult within a cult. So you had a religious cult that I was a part of called evangelicalism. And, uh, and I'm sorry, if you're listening to this and you're evangelical or you identify as evangelical, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I love you. I, I, I have real problems with the belief system that you hold so dear to your heart. I have, I have real issues with it. So I'm going to use the cult word. And, and if that offends you or bothers you, you know, hit me up and we can, we can talk about it. Just know that I don't mean that I just because I think you're in a cult or that evangelicalism is a cult does not mean that I think you are a bad anything. I think often, especially in evangelicalism, you are raised in it and it's impossible. It's really fucking hard to get out. But I was already in a cult and then I got into a like worse, littler cult inside of that cult. And some shit went down. Some things were said. Some uh, adult, powerful pastors were called heretics. <laughs> some letters were written. Some statements were made. Uh, and it uh, got real fucking weird. Uh, some people were thrown out of my church over it. Not me. 
I, I actually had to fight to get them to take me off the roll when I finally was like, I'm out. Um, and one of the people that was called a heretic was my youth pastor, uh, Dwight Peterson. Now I don't often use names about people in the past. Um, but he, uh, he, he deserves it. I'm going to name him. Um, <laughs> Dwight Peterson <coughs> was also probably leading a cult within a cult just in my youth group. He had, was a very intense and charismatic person. He was very good at, um, becoming the father figure in your life. Um, we all looked up to him. He was one of those people who you wanted desperately to think you were doing good. And if he didn't, you felt really bad. He was also one of the many people who fucking shamed me constantly when I started playing music for lots of things, for lots of reasons. Looking back on it, I think he was one of those people who knew that like, I don't know, man, whatever that thing that makes Nathaniel Nathaniel, uh, it was, um, not something he trusted or wanted to flourish. So fucking keep him down, keep them down, <laughs> keep her down. Uh, even before this story, like he was just some mean shit happened. All the adults in my life failed me. None of them loved me the way that you should love a kid. So, uh, shit goes down, um, within that little group. Uh, I already told a story about this friend, um, having sex with another friend who I was very much cared about and like fucking weird shit happened at my mom's place. Like this all happened at the same time because my life is a fucking movie script. Uh, like, and not like a fun movie script, like a chaotic, like that's too much kind of movie script. Um, and so then a after I realized that this person who I cared about and told me like, Hey, this form of Christianity is the real form of Christianity. And like, these are all the things that are true and I'm saved. And I know I'm saved. And, and then you find out that like all the things that you judge that by he was fucking doing, <laughs> Like all the, all the bullshit quote unquote sin, like, you know, like all of it was happening and he wasn't telling any of us about that part. Um, you know, it's a little fucked up. It's, it's a, a little intense. Sorry. I got to put cookie back up on the bed. He was getting antsy. Oh, go on, buddy. There you go. Good boy. Um, so uh, you know, all these things are going on. And, um, uh, once that part of my life feels severed, I, at the time, um, needed to needed something or thought I did. So I impulse, I, I instinctually went back to what I knew, which was the church that I was raised in and uh offered to help uh, first of all i apologized to dwight told him that i was sorry for what happened and 
And I was wrong. Asked for his forgiveness. He said, you're forgiven. You really hurt me, but you're forgiven. I said, I know. Yada, yada. I mean, I'm 18, man. I'm a fucking child. 19. 19. And so I, I come to Wednesday night church that week after offering to help with the youth group. And he said, sure. And the way that Koinonia, uh, which is what the youth program was called, um, worked is you started in a big group. And then you broke into your segregated by gender. Uh, and they very much were talking a, a world where there is there is only boys and girls. Uh, so separated by that. Um, it starts in a big group, breaks out. And um, I've always been big. I've, I've always been a, a big person. Um that that it is almost certainly tied into my sexual abuse. I mean, I was always a big bigger kid, but like as far as like gaining weight and like looking large, um, I've always been bigger. And then it's only gotten worse uh, as I got older. And you know, eating was a, a way to deal with certain pains and discomforts. You know. Uh, and it was always something that was used as a cudgel by, um, my parents, um, my friends and by the adults at church. Um, looking back on it, I was not that fat of a kid at the time, but I was treated as if I was fucking aggressively fucking overweight. And I was always very self-aware of that. And so I'm sitting in the back or I'm standing in the back with like the older people because at this point I'm 19 and youth group is for high schoolers and middle schoolers. Um, and uh, I forget what led up to it, but um, Dwight pointed me out and said, uh, run up here to Thane. Come on, you got to run. And he he made me uh, or, or like like peer, you know, group peer pressured me into running from the back of the room up to the front and then back again. I'm sure that he if he even remembered that he probably doesn't. But if you in the moment were to have confronted him, he would have said, well, the whole point is to make sure that the kids know that. Adults are goofy and they're goofy and everyone's goofy. And, and that is the whole design of the purpose of it all is to show that everybody's on the same level, <laughs> uh, which is adorable. I mean, not wrong. It's not a wrong idea. I love that. I love that idea in practice, but Dwight never looked uncool. Not that I can, not in my memory. And to do those specific things with me, like it wasn't like he he, he could have put a goofy hat on me or, or could have asked me to participate in a skit. Things I've done before that are definitely goofy and definitely aren't things that you can look cool at. But to make me run He knew what he was doing. 
There's no doubt in my mind. It was punishment. I needed to be punished. I needed to know my place. If I was going to come back into the fold, it was going to cost. I could not come back in at the place that I was. Because you got to remember, I I was like, they they were raising me to be a theologian, to be a pastor. To be, to be honestly, I think uh, like a, a Christian thinking thinker, you know, like one of the, you know, that's the path I was on. We'll get into that at some point too, I'm sure. Anyways, uh, I felt crushed inside. And I stood back there, and then they broke into small groups, and I sat in one of those and participated, and I walked out the doors, and I knew I knew that I would never walk back in, not as a, not as an evangelical, not as a follower. Now, this is not the moment that I I left my Christianity, not by a long shot, but it was the moment that I left organized religion. And it's one of those many moments that is just burned into my heart. The cruelty of powerful people when they feel hurt so yeah that's my story um thanks for listening to it the reason I wanted to play music from the 90s after this is that uh, the reason I survived all of that, as I've said before and will continue to say forever, is because um, Mother Rock and Roll always had me in her hands, always holding me close. When everyone else failed, she never wavered. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think mother rock and roll is a, is a deity I'm not, I'm not asking you to, to worship. I'm using the, the language that I grew up with. I'm kind of taking back those parts of my brain. And, um. You know, I it, it just really helps to, to view her that way, to kind of use some of that language. And so these are the, the some of the first songs and see from the first albums that I owned. Um a lot of deeper cuts, maybe even some stuff you've you've never heard of, uh, Dynamite Hack. You know. But they were they were all so really so very important to me as a kid. So um, 
I hope you enjoy the music. Be anti-fascist and anti-racist. Be pro-black and brown. Be pro-trans and queer. Gender is a myth. It is a box that they built to keep us all trapped inside. Free yourself. And in freeing yourself, free the world. Until next time.
Cause one's got a weasel and other's got a flag One's on the pole, shove the other in the bag With the rerun shows and the cocaine nose jug The daytime crap of the folk singer's club He hung himself with a guitar string A slab of turkey neck and it's hanging from a pigeon wing Forget right if you can't relate Trade the cash for the beat, for the body, for the hate And my time is a piece of wax Falling on a termite It's choking on the splinters So
Selfish son, 